and welcome to Extra Average, Episode 5, the podcast where we don't care what's in your pants, as long as it stays there. And I'm your host, Robbie Dees. I'm a bipedal, human male type thing, and I like movies, overthinking, and uh, underthinking. My social security number is none of your business, and if that seems weird, it's because it is. The weather. Guys, we gotta jump right into the weather. Listeners of this podcast know how important the weather is. And uh, if you're just now listening on episode 5, which is a weird episode to start on, you're going to learn really fucking quick that there is nothing more important than the weather, and you're going to cop to that. Guys, it was fucking hot outside. It was so miserably damn hot. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't stand anything. Everything outside, whether living or non, that found itself standing under the sun's hatefully powerful nuclear laser vision glowed with a hitherto unmatched intensity, and the sidewalk sizzled like the neon pink lip gloss on the back of a kiss-sealed letter from El Diablo's herself. Chain-link fences drooped and sagged with the feet, with the once strong steel wire more closely resembling rusty al dente pasta. The fence post struggled heroically, like many an action hero hanging onto a dangling damsel, Hyperbole can melt steel beams. Thank you so much, Patreon listeners. Listeners. Patreon listeners. Listeners. I want to thank you from the bottom of what is arguably my soul. You are few in number, but your contribution means more to me than you can possibly know. You're gorgeous, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If you're not currently supporting the podcast on Patreon, you can do so at RobbieDees.com slash Patreon. It helps me out a ton, and you will get to be a part of a community that will ultimately make this show way, 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 way better. You can support us for as little as a dollar, but obviously I love all the support you can muster. So dig deep and give me your motherfucking money. But for real, though, please, please help me. I'm asking. Now it's time for social interactions with people. What is that? Ah, this is, maybe it's going to become a thing. I don't know if it's going to become a thing, but I'm going to try and make it become a thing. This is where I ask people stuff and clumsily uh, curate their answers. Brought to you by me and people who I hope won't sue me. Maybe I'll just use their first names. On Facebook, I asked, what's your age and something embarrassing that you didn't figure out until adulthood? Heather said, I'm 32, and I didn't learn until recently that everything with a berry in its name is not an actu- not actually a berry by definition, LOL. And if my fucking cat could stop making... Maggie! Maggie! Stop it! Maggie! That was not the sound of me throwing something at the cat, by the way. It was the sound of her knocking something over making a lot of noise now that we've been so thoroughly (laughs) interrupted here i asked what's your age and something embarrassing that you didn't figure out into adulthood and heather said i'm 32 and i didn't learn until recently that everything with a berry in its name is not an actual berry by definition lol i don't know if that's her actual uh speaking voice that might have been unfair ryan said without giving her age winnie the pooh was actually in christopher robin's imagination I don't think I ever thought of uh, of that universe in that way. I, I, I didn't think it was weird that the, that the characters were talking, but now that you mention it, it makes total sense uh, that they were kind of uh, like his imaginary friends. That's interesting. Marcus, 27, 
said, I found out that when women wrap a towel around their head that it's because the hair is twisted in the towel. Marcus, I have long, flowing locks, and I do that shit every day. That ain't news to me, buddy. Pablo also withheld his age, but he said the, the phrase, if there's a bustle in your hedge roll, it's actually hedge row. I figured this out while trimming my hedges. No wonder that line never made any sense. I'm right there with you, Pablo. Except I'd never, I'd never heard that expression before. I just wasn't exposed to it, I guess. And finally, Carson, who didn't seem to understand the question, said, 40 years old tomorrow, and I'm still a dumbass. Good, good job, Carson. And my own contribution is that I am 26 years old. And the day that I asked this question, I had also Googled, do squirrels poop? Because I've honestly never seen it happen. I also took to Facebook to ask the sensational question, what's the most awkward sexual experience you've ever had? There were a lot of responses to this one, so I'll just pick my favorites. Joshua says, I was with a talker. I'm not a talker really when it's sex. She kept telling me how she liked it, asking me how I liked it, specifically requesting that I be more vocal. I had a few tentative, oh yeah, that's good moments, but at one point I accidentally said, yeah girl, that's what's up. I quit after that, and she stopped trying to encourage me. Josh, don't give up. Oh, can I call you Josh? Do I have to call you Joshua? I'm going to call you Josh. I'm going to get real uh, personal with you, Josh. Don't give up. Keep going at it, man. Muka said, in high, school driving this, in high school, driving this girl home after being her first. I didn't like her. I was just hoeing around, so I tried making small talk to fill the silence. I liked her jewelry, a really cool ring. She said it was her purity ring from church. <laughs> oh my god, Muka. William said, took a shower with a Tinder date and didn't realize her eyebrows were painted on. Could not unsee, and I took her home. William, that's not... <laughs> That's not cool, man. Every, not everybody can grow great eyebrows. Some people got to draw them on and go out into the world and then go and take a shower with you. And <laughs> it just gets you get spooked in the shower and she has to leave. <laughs> That's not cool, man. Sarah said, I tried to have a three-way with this couple once, and as soon as the boyfriend tried to join in, the girl burst into tears, and I cuddled her for like an hour while she told me about their problems. I was like, uh, can one of y'all give me a ride home, please? <laughs> That's about the worst way that, um, that a three-way can go, Sarah. So good on you for handling it like you did. <laughs> I can't, I can't even fucking imagine. <laughs> anyway, next... Candace said, my ex made dolphin noises one time while climaxing to fuck with me. I don't, what? I don't even know what to say to that one. I've never been so bored during sex that I needed to fuck with somebody. I was, I'm always just so thrilled that sex is happening. I never thought, well, oh, this is a little bit dull. How about a practical joke? <laughs> Thank you very much for your question, Candace, and everybody else. That's the end social interactions and i really hope you liked it i'm going to be asking you questions to you the community on patreon as well as people on facebook and twitter so hit me up if i like your answer i'll put it in the fucking show are you ready 
for this day in history brought to you by HistoryNet.com because I fucking am. Let's learn about some shit that happened in the past on this day. In 19, sorry, 1457, the first book ever printed is published by a German astrologer named Faust. He is thrown in jail while trying to sell books in Paris. Authorities concluded that all the identical books meant Faust had dealt with the devil. I see no fault in that logic. <laughs> 1945, Japan announces its unconditional surrender in World War II. The end of a war. Or something more profound. In 1947, Pakistan, Pakistan, is that how you pronounce that? Pakistan. I think it's Pakistan. But, you know, they became an independent country on this day in 1947. Good for you, Pakistan. Pakistan, Pakistan. In 1987, Mark McGuire hits his 49th home run of the season, setting the Major League home run record for a rookie. In 1995, Shannon Falker becomes the first female cadet in the long history of South Carolina State Military College, the Citadel. Her presence is met with intense resistance, reportedly including death threats, and she will leave the school a week later. I am ashamed on behalf of my gender. Jesus fucking Christ, get it together, guys. In 2010, first ever Summer Youth Olympic Games open in Singapore. Athletes must be 14 to 18 years old, so some good news there. Part 2 of this day in history is historical birthdays. Let's see what visionaries the world was blessed with on this day in history. Hopefully nobody bad. In 1777, Hans Christian Oersted, Danish scientist who discovered electromagnetism. Way to go for science. 1938, Nayara Sudarkasa, pardon me if I'm mispronouncing that, that's a theme here, educator and first woman president of Lincoln University. In 1945, Steve Martin, American comedian, actor, musician, and screenwriter. His many awards include a Lifetime Achievement in Comedy, American Comedy Awards USA, several Emmys, and Grammys for Best Comedy Album in 1977 and 1979, and Best Bluegrass Album 2009-2013, motherfuckers. In 1947, Danielle Steele, the fourth best-selling author of all time. Every time I go to a used bookstore, there is at least uh, uh, there are at least three giant shelves devoted to her tomes. So, she was born on the same day as Steve Martin. I bet they both uh, think about each other from time to time. In 1950, Gary Larson, the cart a cartoonist, the cartoonist for the Far Side, the Far Side. I think it's, I think I heard a story about him recently that he might be dead, but I guess most of the people from the beginning of this list are probably dead, most definitely dead. So it's not really any different, but still, he was alive at the same time as me. Has a little bit more of a weight, or maybe he's not dead, and uh, I don't <laughs> I don't want to uh, spread around uh, false rumors. In 1966, Halle Berry, actress. Her many awards include. It says, "Oh, it says her many awards," and then lists two awards. <laughs> okay, they are a Golden Globe, introducing Dorothy Dandridge. It was a TV movie, and she won an Oscar for Monsters Ball. Way to go, Halle Berry. Um, I think I saw you in that John Travolta movie, Swordfish, and I think I remember liking it. So good for you, being born and all that. Some things happened, and some people were born. Such is the world, as I have come to understand it, in my meager 26 winters. Some famous people are being born today, and we just don't know it. 
Think about that next time you wear a condom, America. I am motherfucking excited. I can barely contain myself. I am on the cusp of pissing myself with uncontainable anticipation. Why do I find myself in this condition? Maybe we can explore these reasons and why in the next segment, things I'm excited for. These are just things that I'm excited for in general, and I guess they are usually movies, but sometimes they are also savory snacks. Or artificially flavored chocolate powder, the kind one dissolves into dairy products for a nostalgic quenching of the thirst. Today, I found out that Nick Offerman is in Miss Congeniality 2. This is not new news, this is just new news to me. I intend to watch that film tonight. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of Offerman, and I feel reasonably confident that I will thoroughly enjoy this movie. I've also read all of his books, which are amazing, and I am slowly working my way through his IMDb page. I don't think I've ever seen a Sandra Bullock movie that I didn't enjoy on some level. Take it away, Sandra B. J.K. Rowling, writing under the name Robert Galbraith, has written a series of crime novels that are nothing short of impossibly compelling. I'm not sure right now when the next in the series is due to be released, but I know that she has been working on it for a while, and she has uh, released the title, Lethal White, and anyone who has read and loved the Harry Potter series is well aware of her talents, and I couldn't more thoroughly recommend the series to anyone who enjoys good things. In the last episode of the podcast, I talked about how excited I was to see Bo Burnham's 8th grade. I did go and see it, and it was lovely. I felt like it honestly depicted like at least a slice of what it's like to be a teenager in the year 2018. kind of felt like it also did a lot to shine on light on how human relationships have changed with the continuing uh, presence of exponentially greater technology. In a lot of ways, we interact with each other differently because a lot of those interactions don't take place face-to-face. We text each other and we curate our lives for one another on social media platforms. We're always in a position of feeling compelled to share only the good parts of our lives. Eighth grade sort of looked into the lives of characters who had always communicated with people in that way as they were young enough for that technology to have always existed in their lifetime. The film was also very pleasing to the eye and had a very uh, interesting musical score. Also, all of the young actors and actresses gave what, in my opinion, were stellar performances. Go and see 8th grade if you don't like to waste your time at the movie theater. Finally, something that I wanted to get to on the last podcast, but I totally fucking forgot about it. Sorry, but you guys need to know. Maybe you already know about pumpkin-shaped candy. It comes around when it starts getting closer to Halloween, and I fully endorse the early placement of it on our supermarket shelves. I don't know what... It is about making a chocolate candy bar pumpkin shape that makes it taste better, but taste better it most certainly does. I really, really don't understand. Uh, It's all the same ingredients. But for some reason, when you mold them into that shape, it makes makes it all the more tasty to my face hole. Go and eat some chocolate shaped like a pumpkin before I eat every last fucking bit of it. I don't know if Celebrity uh, celebrity Crush was worthy of making an entire segment for it, but I still do like to make mention when I take up a new and entirely vapid obsession with someone I find aesthetically pleasing to my ocular orbs. And right now, it is Tom Holland who famously played Spider-Man in the Avengers movies. He's a right cute son of a bitch. No bones about it. Or maybe one, if fortune favors. Now it's time for the motherfucking artist of the week, or in this case, father-fucking, because she is a cis white female. Wait, no, cis straight female. White has nothing to do with it, but white she is. If you haven't heard of her already, it's my esteemed honor to make you aware of Lauren Ansley, a fellow laugh peddler from Charlotte, North Carolina. I've had all the I've had the pleasure of working with Lauren, 
and uh, she's guaranteed to make you fall out of your fucking chair. She's a refreshingly bubbly comedy styling that is also equal parts self-deprecating and socially scathing. If you ever get the chance to go and see her, it is true that your gut very well may indeed bust. Speaking of seeing her, here are the places and dates you can do so. She's emceeing at the 7th Annual Kitty Cabaret. Learn more at thekittycabaret.com. She's also a featured performer in the Queen City Comedy Festival, held September 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th, four days in a row. Find out more at www.queencitycomedy.com. And she'll be in her first play, The Mousetrap, at Rock Hill Community Theater, also in September. Check out the dates at rockhilltheater.com. Her advice for comedians is to not quit when you have one setback. She first got into comedy after finding out about the Charlotte Comedy Zone's intro to stand-up class. Loved it. Did well at uh, graduation. You can find that video on YouTube if you search for her name. And then she bombed at her very next open mic. And she quit for three years. She's back at it and she encourages everyone to keep going. Don't let bad sets set you back. Learn from them and keep going. You can get at her on social media, Instagram, tall underscore Lauren underscore 513, and Twitter at Lauren S. Ansley. That's about all I got for you guys today, but thanks you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And remember that if you want to help the podcast, you can do so by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Robbie D's. Or you can, or, and or, and or, you can do both of these things, or one of these things, but preferably both. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and you can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, and you can also tell your friends about this show if you want to get at me and my social media handles. Uh, wait, you don't want to get at my social media handles. You want to get at me with via my social media handles, and they are at that D's guy on Twitter. And I encourage you to go and tweet questions and calls for advice for the Q&A that I would like to start doing again. Any questions will do. And none are too lascivious. You can also find uh, and like my comedy page on Facebook called Robbie D's Comedy. And you can find me on Instagram as Robbie D's. If you haven't heard my new song, Fuck the Fire Department, you can listen to it on Patreon.com slash Robbie D's or by searching FTFD Robbie D's on YouTube. I hope you all continue to lead fair and prosperous lives full of purpose and satisfaction. You deserve it. Because you are fucking gorgeous.